Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And welcome to episode one of season three. This season is going to be all about pop culture, the good, the bad, and the fabulous. So sit back and enjoy season three, pop culture. For example, for me, I know it's cliche, but RuPaul was a huge influence in my life. Um, because before you were even born, um, they used to have Spring Break on the TV, used to be a really huge thing in the early 90s. That's where she like came on with her famous song, um, You Better Work. And I was like, what? To me, I don't think I ever like stopped and like second-guessed that. I was like, oh, fierce. I didn't know she was a drag queen. I just thought she was a big... <laughs> woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't look at it in any other way. I don't think I did. I can't remember going, that's a drag queen. I don't think that vocabulary really, like, came into my, into my mouth. Because I came out at 16, and at that time, a lot of my influence was Broadway, because I'm a musical theater person, I'm a choreographer and dancer. Um, so, obviously, Rent was my pop culture. It came out in 1996, and I literally lost my mind. And I think that's what actually set myself up for success because I saw that someone's actually writing a story about us and they're performing it on a big commercial stage in New York or Boston or wherever it was, and then I like lose the loss of my Some, What are some of the positive, let's talk about the positive first and then we'll do the negative ones. What are some of the positive things you can think of that would influence you? Whether they're from now or the 80s or 70s, there's not much in the 70s or 80s, uh, but pop culture specifically. Um, definitely Pose. Uh, pose is every, great I one. think yeah. everyone's gonna say that. But, yeah. Especially me as a trans femme of color, um, that, and I love Billy Porter. He's from my hometown of Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, and I've I sung there. with him on a stage. So oh really? Yeah. Um, cool. And so he's always been a big fan of mine, and he's great. Um, but apart from that, there's not a whole lot. I mean, Paris is burning. Um, and you know your history. <laughs> yes. They're just making. They're making another one. Yep. Yeah. Um, Paris is burning, and for me. There, there were other things, but I don't know. Um, what does anyone know Paris is Burning is? Yeah. Um, cool, cool. I mean, if you know Pose, you should know what Paris is Burning is. Because... So Paris is Burning, go ahead, you can explain it. Paris is Burning is a documentary of sorts about the uh, New York ball scene, specifically um, then called transsexuals, gay, lesbians of color in uh, New York and Brooklyn and Bronx doing balls, which were like fashion shows, essentially. Voguing? Yeah. yeah, that's where the basic it came from. So yeah. It didn't like come those. from Madonna. I love Madonna, but it did not come yeah. from Madonna. So sort of like pose. It is pose. It is pose. That's what it is. In pose, that's what the balls yeah. are. Yep, it's exactly that. I mean, they make it like real glamorous up in yeah. there, but it was not always that glamorous. But, you know, like, it was oftentimes I think it was just in the gymnasium. Yeah. But now it's like, because of pose, it's like elevated, like, the whole culture, everything is queer. Everything that invented that was cool is gay. It's queer. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Like, think about language. Like, 
thing about like everyone does that yes and, but like <laughs> everyone does it or like bye that's from RuPaul's Drag Race you know so, yes. go ahead pass the mic what's something that the first gay movie I watched was But I'm a Cheerleader and that, that is the yes. best that yes. is the best film I'm like does everyone know that film mm-hmm. But I'm a Cheerleader okay. you can't do it um come back um But I'm a Cheerleader oh my god so funny right RuPaul's not Oh yeah, he was. As the, the coach, the like butch. <laughs> the butch. And then I watched Orange is the New Black and the L Word and that. All movie. the lesbian things. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Everything I could find on Netflix. That yeah, was like a little there's so bit much. Lesbian. Of course. And those are positive like examples. I mean, I know that in but I'm a cheerleader. She she goes through a thing with her parents because her parents are kind of like you can't be gay. And then they have the horrible, worst makeup scenes with her boyfriend. It's so gross, but she's so funny. And then she's on Orange Is the New Black. Yes, that's why I watched Orange Is the New Black. Natasha Leone. Natasha Leone. Yes. Exactly. 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 Mm -hmm. Exactly. Natasha Leone is amazing. Um, Cool. Okay, so I want to sort of start by prefacing and saying that um, though I'm like not necessarily out to everybody, I'm out to most of my friends and those whom I feel are more accepting of my queerness, um, but not necessarily um, my parents yet. I just have to get to a place where I'm comfortable telling them. What uh, 100%, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I do feel, though, like I've been bisexual since womb, like I've pretty much known. Um, so it's not necessarily that there was something I saw that sort of influenced me, but I guess what I would define is the first time I saw queerness being visible and an individual whom I looked up to who sort of um, represented all the positive aspects of this community um, was this writer whom I love, um, Octavia E. Butler. You all may be familiar with her for her work of Kindred that uh, some of us have had to read in our curriculum. And uh, she was a black, uh, brilliant, queer writer who wrote about how sometimes gender violence and uh, sexuality influenced violence is often underscored by racial violence and she was just amazing at talking about how the equality we should be seeing moving forward in the LGBT community specifically when she talked about how we approach different issues based on whom they affect uh, she mentioned how she saw droves of support for marriage equality but then heard the deafening silence when we talk about the murders of trans women of color. So that was sort of influential to me in a sense that it was important for me as a queer person to sort of make a stand to talk about the equality we have seen, but also the equality we should be seeing in our community. Right, everyone got excited about marriage, and it's totally cool. I'm married, and it's like the most, because honestly, it's the best thing, you can all get married. But, Federally, on a lot of levels, like there's no protections for a lot of trans people. Um, there's no protections for anyone in the queer community in some states. There's still, I think, like five or six states that you literally can be fired for being gay. Just yeah. you buy, get out. So people like what's say the name again? Octavia E. Butler. Um, has to have that conversation, and you have to continue to have that conversation because that is actually the work that needs to still be done. It's like I think up or up to like over 20 now of trans women of color that have been murdered in the U.S. In and that's 23, just, actually. 23, 23, yeah. So it's like, and that's and that's, that's stupid. That's stupid. And kids are still committing suicide. A nine-year-old just committed suicide. Someone who's 16 just committed suicide. I just put him on my own Instagram. Um, 16 years old. Like, that's unacceptable. No one should kill themselves, but a nine-year-old definitely should not even have the thought of 
coming out to the parents, this happened in Colorado, coming out to the parents, they were totally accepting, totally cool. A woman went to school, got bullied, and murdered and killed themselves, and that, and the mom found them dead. So it's like, no one should ever have to do it. That's just mind blowing. So that is such a cool, uh, that's a pop culture reference. I say pop culture because if it's an author, if it's anybody, it's, if it's in the media, if it's in someone that we know that's written something or produced something, or, that's pop culture to me because you know about it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, if you don't know about it, then it's not that it's not pop culture. It's like it just needs more time to like like this podcast. It needs more time just to get everybody in everybody's face to have these conversations. Cool. Um, the first queer person that I looked up to, because I mean, probably gonna put the mic a little closer. Uh, Perfect. She's not really officially out. She never came out, but was Joan Jet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious, I think. But um. <laughs> <laughs> well. I watched You'd be surprised. The, I know, I know. But um, I watched the Joan Jett documentary. It was called, I think it was Bad Reputation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just thought that was really cool. And so that was pretty much my first She's still rocking it, though. I mean, yeah. she, just, she was just in Asbury Park where I live. Oh, really? Let's see here now, Festival. Yeah, she was one of the headliners with, like, Dave Matthews and all this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's such a cool, like, that's great. Go ahead, pass it on over. Oh, you take the mic go over. And I started looking into it, and I was like, okay, I'm probably that. 
And that's how I figured out who's trans. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Through a little flip pop culture. That's how. So I also started watching Miles McKenna. Um, but uh, <laughs> all right, Miles, getting plugged on here. <laughs> well, first off, like I, I didn't really know what I was because like my friend, like her sister, was like um, on Pan, and she was talking to me about it. I was like, wow, that sort of seems like me because I like girls and boys. So then I started like doing research into it, and then I started like. Um, reading like a bunch of gay books because you know I love to read so gay books are the best and I also what gay books? there's all kinds of them like, we'll name one that's your favorite <laughs> well recently I um, um well recently my favorite one is um Brave Face which is about uh, a um gay man who um thinks gay is a bad thing but then he realizes he is gay <laughs> it's actually a true story which makes it even better but I also like um Simon versus the Homeless Sapiens Agenda which is a classic Really. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll say I write it down, but it's right here. So it's uh, well, yeah. So, um, and then uh, I started listening to like Panic at the Disco when I was eight, and then I listened to Girls, Man. Girls, Boys. So I was hot. like, wow. They're so hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, um, I started listening to like, uh, yeah, them, and then I just, like I said, I kept reading more books, and then I started getting bullied for, not bullied. I started getting bullied for who I was, so then I uh, had to. Do some stuff, and I came here to the school, and then, which is good, because now I'm more into activism and I'm doing stuff like public speaking and stuff like that. So clearly, yeah, you're very good. yeah, and then um, fuck those boys. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry, it's the truth. Well, well, first it was like I was gay, and I was like, no, I'm bi. I was like, no, I'm pan. It was like a whole thing. Like I kept like journey. switching. I'm like, no, I'm this, no, I'm this, no, I'm this. And I still don't even know what I am. It's just like who cares? Yeah. You don't need to. It's no, no yeah. fucking rules. You don't need to know who you are. It's you. Yeah. And then you can, if you want to make a decision or decide or like figure it out yourself, not a decision, but figure it out yourself and like your your feelings and like how it makes sense to you and or watching people make out on TV or assuming people are lesbian. However, like you can like figure it out. If that spark goes off in you too, you're like, oh my god. That's it. <laughs> I think Beautiful Things is a really good uh, gay film. It's, that's when I was like, oh my god, it's true, I am gay. Well, like, I already knew I was gay, but like, I came out. Um, I also remember, while uh, this one was talking, that um, Aristotle and Dante discovered the secrets of the universe yeah. Yeah. was really a book that inspired me, partly because I have been in love with In the Heights and Lin-Manuel Miranda uh -huh. since like, I was born, because yeah. I was born in 2003. But, um, oh, that's so weird. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm sure that's weird for you to hear. But, um, it is, but it'll be weird for you to hear when someone says that was born in 2060. When you're older, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, it was re the audiobook is read by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and oh, I cool. own the audiobook. So um, I get to hear the dulcet tones of Lin-Manuel Miranda talking about... Um, yes, exactly. Talking about... Um, the I, I don't like that everyone calls it an LGBTQ book because it's lucky a spoiler for the biggest thing in the entire book, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it's about Latinos, and at the, that time I identified as a boy, so it was just sort of like all the things coming together at once, and it was really great for me. I love all of that. I love all of this because like I remember, yeah, Beautiful Things was my my go-to when I started reading. Well, I didn't write reading books in high school. Actually, didn't write. Probably read two. My entire high school career. Um, <coughs> cliff notes. I didn't do that. Uh, <coughs> oh, then like I um, and then my teachers. I was in theater, so they were like one. One English teacher was like, "You could just write about the play you're doing right now." I was like, "Perfect." I think it was like Guys and Dolls. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> um, so it's so interesting sitting in this room. If you look at the board, 
all the history. Okay, but here's the thing, and I'm not, listen, like, this is great history. But in New Jersey now, they just passed the law that all, it's mandatory, it's mandated that you have to learn LGBTQ history fifth through twelfth grade in every single mm -hmm. subject. You cannot doubt. It's gonna be instilled. It's gonna take one year for it to get in this is like one year to pilot the program in ten schools and then in twenty twenty one it'll be in there. But it's in there, it's signed, it's going in. Um, so it'll be neat to finally see like um, a queer person next to all these fabulous, amazing historical um, people that we're looking at right now, Martin Luther King, Maya Angelou. Because if you go watch the movie downstairs, you guys are watching Marshall P. Johnson. Yeah, um, so, so yeah, exactly. And they're like pioneers. I mean, think about the one speech that she does to everybody in yeah. uh, Washington Square Park, yeah. and she's like yelling and like, but yeah, I mean that's probably like the most frustrating thing. Well, I'm not gonna talk about all of that because that's about white people and they're crazy, mm -hmm. all that shit. So um, <clears throat> now speaking of, uh, let's segue into something. Uh, well, like, what's some, like, because Steven Universe is, like, one of my ultimate favorites. Yes. I always mention this one because yes. Steven Universe and um, uh, Adventure Time, because what Adventure yeah. Time did was really clever. They didn't, like, talk about it until, like, the very last episode. No, yeah. spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, the two of them kiss. I won't actually say who they are because you haven't seen the cartoon. <laughs> two of them kiss. The princess and the vampire. vampire. Yeah. So they kiss, and you're like, I knew it. Yeah, we knew it all I along. I knew it all along. Uh, but they don't really talk about it. And, like, Finn doesn't really... He gets, like... He's, like, perturbed wow. by, like... Yeah. But he doesn't... No one, like, makes a big freaking deal. Also, they're in, like, the strangest place. Although it's Earth, I think, but, like, five million years Also, old. like, throughout it, they would have scenes where they would, like, share clothes and stuff. Yeah. So they would, like, share clothes. They would stay at each other's houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. You know, I'm an idiot. I didn't even pick up on that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's a good, like, observation. I didn't... Pick up yeah, on that. Because people on Tumblr were like, guys, we've known they were gay for so many seasons. I know, but they never kissed. And then they kissed them. But the like, a kiss makes it official. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus on the last episode, so. That's the last episode, right? I think they're doing yeah. like, another the, the spin off thing, but yeah. fucking guess cool. But Steven Universe is the same way. Like, mm -hmm. they don't, there's nothing discussed. You're not talking about. Which is, it's okay. Oh, and of course, Shit's Creek. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, also, oh, and like, Sailor Sailor Moon, all of them, any and any Marvel comic, <laughs> any like super, a lot of superheroes, like in the comics, it's a totally different game in the comics for a while. I like that they don't really address it though, because then it's just sort of normalizing, like not coming out, just being. Yeah, there's like a, there's like right now, unfortunately, in our in our society, there's a fifty fifty split with that. I just want people to see it and not even think twice about it. Yeah. And most kids do not give a shit. <laughs> it's the parents that'll set the you know set the. Um, idea of what something should be, not the kid. So, but at the same time, you still need to talk about it because kids are still feeling themselves. Bullying is still happening. It's not a cool thing. Let's let's talk about some negative things. All right. Put a smile on your face in the face. <laughs> let's talk about the negative things. Uh, I will say like in the 70s, well specifically in the 60s and 70s, obviously in cinema, that's a huge, a lot of queer people were made out to be uh, homicidal maniacs. Um, they were not played by queer actors by any means. Well, yeah. that they were out anyways. Actually, no. I would say like, I would say ninety percent of them were not queer actors playing um, queer parts. <clears throat> and then they were murderers. Half of them were murderers yeah. and like did horrible things. Mm -hmm. And then if you think about language, you guys watch like if you watch like, um, what's a good film? If you watch anything like 
late 80s, early 90s, any of those like fun films, the language is horrible. They're dropping faggot like it's like nothing. Yeah. Old people don't realize it's something because like, and they're just making really, but yet the 80s were so gay. Like <laughs> yeah. the gayest decade of them all, if you think about it. Men and pro, I mean, it was just like cute. So, <laughs> okay. is there anything today that you can think of that like would be, I mean, I know there's people in specific places that are trying to do something in this country that are failing. Um, other than that, pop culture, like pop culture, what are some, I know some names I can think of, but what are some names you can think of that are just not great for the queer community? Like bad representation? Yeah, okay. of course. Well, that you, that you believe they could do more. Just be honest, too, because been, it's been going on in the media like crazy right now, so. Right. Um, though I can't necessarily think of a specific person on top that I feel like isn't already implied, um, <laughs> honestly, I would say that the type of person uh, who I feel is not very productive for the community are people in our community who sort of make it a point to reject or deny anybody who does not fit into yeah. this label of what is typically thought of as the LGBT community. Um, like, for instance, you have people who, and I don't want to use this term loosely because it's a very potent term and I don't want to disrespect it, but like people who were would almost go as straight passing, so to speak, like people who do not necessarily fit the stereotypes that have been associated with LGBT people, you have individuals who will sort of denounce them and say that they're not truly in the community because they, you know, nobody would be able to tell by looking at them, but it's just like, that doesn't necessarily mean. Yeah, that's but that's what that's my that's the problem. Okay. That's, pro, that's why it's problematic because it assumes right. that like gay has a look, right. and that's like also not okay. Also, I want to make it a note that like people who are like specifically um, gays and lesbians who are biphobic in the community, like you need to stop because exactly. bi erasure is not helping the community. Bi erasure is not just something that you should feel like is okay because there's this sort of metric of oppression that somehow bisexuals don't meet. Like, those those two people, in my opinion, are like holding the community back in ways that I 100% agree. I used to be, when I was younger, I came out as bisexual. And the funny, ironic part is I came out as bisexual and my mother told me just to pick one. <laughs> and of course we laugh, but like, like if you think about it, you're like, not that she's, she didn't know any better. She, I, had a, I don't have a crazy coming out, I just came out and they're like, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, like it's, I used to also be that way because it was looked down upon, frowned down upon. Mm -hmm. Or not looked at really. Oh. Ooh, all right, calm down. It's kind of aggressively dark. Yeah, <laughs> part of the podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think in the community too, like, big conversations I have to have, especially like with people that totally do that with the, the term bisexuality and people um, that there's still trans uh, people people who are trans are still getting the shit end of the stick. It's excluded because you don't look a certain way or you don't look trans. That oh kills me. Well, like, so you like, know what I mean? Or, or like, or like, the word passing is becoming sort of passe. Yeah. Um, but it's like you can. You're trans if you're trans. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're, you're gay, if you're gay, you know what I mean? Like, you are who you are. That, but of course, because like, of pop culture, seriously, that's the, been the impact. Because think about it. Like, think about, like, who portrayed people in movies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, movies from the 70s and 80s, and and they just, they made fun of and poked fun of, and they recently just found that picture of Donald Dump and uh, Mayor Julie Stupid. Uh, <laughs> dressed up as a woman and their mom it's a commercial and he like grabs his yeah. boobs in the oh commercial it's like so I'm like that's and then it's funny people don't even think of those things you're like that language and that image is what people think because unfortunately people inside of a box and they don't necessarily want to get out of that box because they're comfortable so if that's what you see that's what you're going to assume every queer person is like mm-hmm. yeah. I know it sounds it sounds funny to even say that because we're all smart mm-hmm. but yeah. it's true like if you don't have enough positive influences in front of you, all you're going to see is that, and that's it. Um, yeah, there are a lot of, there's just so much gatekeeping in this community, um, and one of the big proponents of that, again, I can't think of anyone specific off the top of my head, because I just don't watch them, but, um, that's good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the, it, we call it, like, small town, big city kind of thing, because everyone knows each other. Yeah. Um, and, so I know like majority of the queer youth in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are what I would call true scum, um, which is this true scum. Yes, oh, okay. it's a German term. It's <laughs> not like, true scum. <laughs> Say that. Sure. Saying, like, I, I'm not. Fine. I'm not technically calling them scum. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's good to know. Um, it's T R U S K U. Ah, what does it um, it is. It essentially means that like there's a very large divide in the trans community of people who believe that you I like the true scum end of people believe that um, you have to have severe dysphoria to the point where like yeah. genital mutilation and self harm and severe depression should be the norm for trans people, mm-hmm. and then there are people who who are more gender fluid or who just don't experience as much. Um, as much dysphoria or anything who just believe that, like, I am a guy, for example, but, like, I don't really care if you see me as a girl or it doesn't, like, affect me. i just rather be called a guy, right? Um, or, or like, Triscum don't believe in non-binary people sometimes. They don't believe in gender fluid people sometimes. Uh, they don't believe in trans masks who don't bind and trans femmes who don't talk or, um, and all this kind of stuff. And that is wrong. Um, this might lose you followers, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, it's wrong. It is. It's gatekeeping the community and it's doing exactly what transphobes do. And you are being transphobic. Um, you are dictating what is trans and what is different mm-hmm. and what is real to someone else who knows better than you because it's them. Um, That's why I started this podcast actually because I was sick of hearing people talk about people they don't know about special communities, obviously the queer community, because mm-hmm. a lot of people do, and they like just assume, and like something just happened with uh, Kamala, uh, Kamala, yeah. and she said uh, her pronouns, and then the narrative, the narratives are so fucking stupid. But anyways, he made fun of it, and then there was like all this backlash, and why would she even say that? Oh, it's a political game, and then people are like, well, at least she's doing it, and she showed up, and like there's this whole like debate about mm-hmm. that right now. It's like. <laughs> It's like, no matter what someone does right now, Ellen just got the flat for sitting next to George Bush, and now yeah. she's, but I'm all she probably found. Um, 
But it's interesting what we choose to like then bash in our own community. Yes. That's coming from our community. Yeah. So, and I saw so many like comments and I'm like, this is so interesting because they're like, you're doing the, we should have created the narrative, flipped it and been like, okay, why does this, she's learning. She has to learn. You don't know what you don't know. Like, don't be a dick. She wasn't a dick. I'm saying the people were a dick towards the whole situation. Not that she's going to get the nomination. Anyways. But, um, <laughs> I Warren probably get it. So, yeah. And, um, <laughs> but it's interesting, like, in the community, it's so strong. And it's because people also in the community have seen things that they find, they, like, a pro- that, that they're influenced, so that's all they're going to go off of. Just because we're gay, just queer, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that we know any better than anyone yeah. else. You know, and it's so hard to, like, understand that, especially with the social media mm-hmm. craziness. Okay. People are nuts. Sorry, I didn't want to... I'm not going to lose followers, by the way. Half the people talk this way. Most people talk this way on the podcast. No one oh, I you can say whatever you want. I should have said that. Full disclosure. Okay. Well, um, I didn't want to like, step on your toes because I know you're kind of moderating, but I just had a question because I think it's very important. So uh, you just mentioned how there are this group of people who believe that you don't need dysphoria to be trans, and I'm just curious on like your opinion. Like, do you think that you can be trans without dysphoria? I. Uh, yeah. Yes, I do. Um, I, I, tr- sort of tried to frame it without actually saying what I believe, which I don't know why I did that, but I did. Um, no, I do believe, I've met people who don't experience a lot of dysphoria, who identify as trans. Um, those people exist. Uh, I've met people who use neo-pronouns, I've met people who, you know, I've met non-binary people in general. There's one sitting right here. Uh, <laughs> um, a lot of people stealth, too, like, there's a lot of people that go stealth. Especially yeah. of, 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 of a generation. Mm-hmm. Stealth? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, could you tell me what neo-pronouns are? Uh, neo-pronouns are pronouns other than he, she, or they, they. he, so like, she, or they. Oh, um, okay. You mean like user, they, um... Yeah. And we, we went, there. There's so much of your It's so, but that's good that you asked that question, because there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. There always was a lot, it's just now we're pointing it all. And there, I, like, so I, I find a lot of trouble using them, and I've actually met people who use them, so people who don't know, People who use those pronouns are even, you know, even more at a risk uh, of misgendering someone like me. And I always say they now. This is my thing. I never, ever, ever because actually, if you think about it in the English language, we actually use the word they for a lot. Yeah. And yeah. Then we don't not do that because if we don't know something, we're like, oh, they're gonna be here. Exactly. Yeah. We don't ever not do it. We're just making that big deal like we never did yeah. it before. And I'm like, so I really make. A, like sincere effort to like use it for every single human. I, always, I just say human or person too, because I don't know. Until you tell me in my face, yeah. I don't know who you are. Yeah. It's none of my business who you are until you want me to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what people have to understand too. Yeah. That's why arguments come up because they're like, well, it doesn't make sense because blah blah blah. The chromosome is. I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's like, <laughs> how do you know? You don't know. We don't even know half of our brains. Mm-hmm. In fact, about in fact, we don't even we only explore five percent of the ocean. You think we know everything else? That's what kills me. Like, we only explored five percent of the ocean, and there are fish that turn from female to male, or male to female in the ocean in thirty seconds or less, for thirty minutes, and we're arguing someone's sexuality. You know? They'll see horses give birth, man. I have a question for the trans people here. Sure. Are you okay with people asking you your gender? Is that oh, rude? Can I touch on this? Yeah. I can touch on it. Okay. I have a question. Um, personally. I would 
I think overall it's better to ask someone's pronouns than their gender because when you ask someone their gender, it feels more like you're attacking them yeah. in a way than being like, hey, what would you like me to call you? So. Thank you, that's good to know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had a question too because um, I'm just trying to understand, like I mentioned before, um, I just recently joined this community so I'm not as knowledgeable as probably some of you are. Uh, and so for the trans people who did not speak briefly, I got your opinion, but um, I would like to know like your opinion on the whole dysphoria trans situation because my view and from what I understand, right, mm -hmm. just qualifying here, my understanding was that you have to have dysphoria to be trans because otherwise there's not that misalignment which would cause you to change from your assigned gender, so to speak, to non-binary or trans. And non-binary yeah. is just under the trans umbrella. So where does dysphoria play into that? Okay. So when I first came out or was like learning about it, I also was like that. I was very much like, you have to have dysphoria to be trans. Like that doesn't make sense to me how you wouldn't. But I genuinely think everyone in this debate thinks the same thing, it's just a miscommunication. Because I think a lot of people that are like- <laughs> it's a debate, oh, in general. I've <laughs> yeah. in this room, I'm like, oh, it's a debate team now. <laughs> in general though, yes. A lot of people that are like, you don't need dysphoria to be trans, are talking about an overwhelming amount of dysphoria, or like body dysphoria, or like stuff like that. Right. And then people, like when I was saying like, you need dysphoria to be trans, I meant like, social dysphoria, just in the sense that like you're uncomfortable with people referring to you as your birth gender, because like, why would you want to transition if you weren't uncomfortable with that? And for the most part, I've always just been like, why, like, there's so many people attacking the trans community already, like, why are we dividing it to begin with? Yeah. And like, there's not much trans representation in the media and stuff. Like, I know when I came out, my stepmom looked it up and was like telling me all these things, like, you're not trans because of this, and I read this online, and this is this. And I was With like, Ian knows everything. I was like, but that's not, well, first of all, a lot of trans people don't fall under those categories, yeah. not only because, like, that's like very stereotypical, but also because for me personally, I was like trying really hard to stay in the closet because. I grew up in a conservative town of like a thousand people at most, probably not even that. That's fine. It is very <laughs> conservative. Fun. Everywhere you go, you see a Confederate flag. Like it's oh, just great. Yeah. That's so fun. It's great. everywhere. So I was very much what like. What town? I, Pennsylvania, right? No, it's in Virginia. Oh, it's well, same West thing. Whatever. Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I live in West Virginia. I live. Yeah. No, everyone knows everyone there. Like, if anything's happening, you might have heard of it because we had a teacher get fired for um, misgendering one of my friends, actually. Oh. And um, it made, like, BuzzFeed was talking about it. What like, it was town? on the news. It's called West Point. It's very small. Yeah, I think I did hear about Was it that they didn't want to use the student's name instead of their pronouns, and they used the wrong and the teacher got fired? Well, I, I no, because that. the kid just asked to transfer classes, and everyone was giving that kid so much shit. Sure. Like, the entire, like, LGBT community is very small there because there's 500 kids in the school. So there was, like, my friend group, and everyone was, like, attacking people, and, like, it was a lot. And literally, the teacher, everyone's like, he shouldn't have been fired. He had his religious rights, like, blah, blah, blah. The teacher literally... Our teacher. Told, yeah. told the principal that he messed up using the pronouns and 
They told him to apologize. That was it. He wouldn't do it. Oh, is that, this was a, a, a man, uh -huh. a cis man. Yeah. Go figure. White. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah. Everyone was like, he has three kids to feed and a wife. Like, right. and they were like, the way he could have That's apologized. The world. But see, like, the Westboro Baptist Church actually came to my school because of this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I do yeah. remember. Yeah, they totally came to your school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was only like three of them, and um, hey. I'm completely convinced because we had like teachers and like the principal telling me and my friends directly like don't say anything to them you can't <laughs> do anything i swear to god <laughs> and then we ended up having a two-hour delay so we couldn't run into them oh that's stupid and I <laughs> what are they gonna do i mean exactly. be violent like they are well but there's three of them and there's students and like that's fair you know like, there should have been a, that is an opportunity for a discussion though this is yeah. what i'm talking about that is the opportunity for a discussion Bring them in, sit them down, bring the school in, and have a freaking conversation. Like, this is why I started this podcast. Like, you can't, you don't know what you don't know, and, like, I'm not standing up for those professors by any means. But, um, but you have to have a conversation. Yeah, and it was so toxic, and I was like, like, there's all of this, and I had just come out at the time, too. So right. I was, like, going through, like, I go to school, and I... There was transphobia everywhere, and then I go home, and my parents were being transphobic, and they made it very clear that they were going to support the teacher, and it was a lot. Let me bring it back now. So, thank God, though, for shows like Pose, yeah. and um, for RuPaul's Drag Race, even, because they're getting, like, my friend Peppermint is getting, she was just in God Friended Me mm -hmm. as a trans pastor in the show, <laughs> and I'm like, girl, you are doing it. Like, that is, like... <laughs> That's everything because that that will show reference and she's a woman of color. Yeah. So and I knew her back back in the day and in New York City, living in Harlem. And and I said I was like, You will be famous for some reason. I don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden she is now because of her false drag race and all that stuff. Yeah. But she just played a trans black pastor on God Friended Me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys ever watch it, so I don't watch it's it. It's a um, yeah, second season. So it's like, and then they're all just like offshoots of them playing these parts and like playing roles. And I'm gonna see MJ Rodriguez, by the way, <gasps> in Los Angeles, in California. Oh, I'm so jealous. You should be jealous, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited. I saw that I'm performing on. Yeah, um, James Corden. And I'll be in Cal LA next week for another conference called Models of Pride, and I'm seeing it the night before at Pasadena. So you yeah. should be jealous. We're getting more trans representation in the media lately, but it's still not enough. Well, it's still, it, you still have the round tables of idiots, right? Yeah. So, like, you listen to people talk, and they make these jokes, and then, like, what's her face on um, Good Morning America, or Today Show? No, Good Morning America, Blonde. There's a lot of them. It's not the whole dancing thing, right? She made fun of a boy. The yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Dancing, right? So it's just, like, conversation. At least she apologized. But see how many people came at her? Yeah. yeah. And it's like... But you have to have a conversation. So she did have a conversation. She brought the three, three Travis Walls, one of my favorite people in the world, brought them on the show, and she apologized. But that's what needs to happen more. Yep. Yeah. And if you don't want to apologize, then you will remain ignorant. It doesn't matter if you're in the media. You're, you're, you don't have to be an ignorant asshole because you're in the media. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's still just a lot of, like, cis people that are just like think Caitlyn Jenner defines the entire trans oh community God. and I'm like that's not she defines something <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah I don't know I don't get it but if you watch other things like around the world if you go on like YouTube and see other interviews and stuff 
Bianca Del Rio, right? Mm -hmm. She gets interviewed in a lot of other places. It's so different watching her get interviewed in like Australia yeah. or like the UK. They're just like it's just because I guess they've been around longer, right? So we're just I know we have what we have, but we we're not caught up. Not mm -hmm. enough. I think I can count on like one hand the amount of like trans characters I've seen in like TV shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like in the new Sabrina's the Teenage Witch oh. thing they have on Netflix. <laughs> I forgot about that one. That's a good one. That's just yeah. scary too. That's like one of them. Yeah, they have they have like queer characters in there, and then one of my favorite actors, their name is Lachlan Watson, is in it. Yeah, yeah. They play the trans guy. And I mean that, and that's just and just keep having it happen, and like just and they are. I mean, it's like it's just it's taking its time, and we're gonna go through a big shift in about a few months. Press fingers. Um. Oh, thanks. Um, so let's wrap it up and just, if you could be a pop culture reference for yourself, what would that be? What? what? I don't know. Yeah, if you could be, if you all of a sudden became a pop culture icon, what would you want to do or what impact would you want to have okay. through your, through that? It's a good question, actually. I just made that shit up. <laughs> yeah, we'll go in a circle. Okay. We'll well, go I, this way. I just do what I do now. I mean, like, I do a lot more public speaking, definitely. I try to like, you know, make people aware of like different things that like people don't know about. Like, I would like want people to be more aware of intersex because nobody knows what that is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody does, and it's like really bad because I think it's a bad thing. Or like, oh, if you're intersex, you are gay or you are trans. That's that not even true. Not even close. Exactly. That's what Most people think though. It's like that's not even true. It's, like, it's a great documentary about that. Yeah. 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 I watched it, which is so good. And it's like I also want to like. Sad. Okay. I also yeah like make people like. More aware like um, demi genders, like the yeah. boy and the girl, because like mm -hmm. nobody knows that. Demisexual. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. My friend's demisexual. I don't know what yeah. that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means. It is someone who um, just like they have to have like a, I think a, a, it's like a, a, strong, emotional a strong emotional connection to the person before they even consider anything. Oh, I thought, I thought you were talking about demi gender. Well, yeah. no, demi gender is like for me, it's like I have a demi boy. It means like you identify as male, but not all the way. And it's a, same thing, except opposite for Denny and Girl. Alright, pass the mic. Okay. Oh, either way. <laughs> oh, um, I think just like breaking down trans stereotypes and stuff, because most trans people don't fall like under the stereotypes that are in the media and that people like place on us. So that's probably what I would do. Cool. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'd just like to be MJ Rodriguez in some older show, <laughs> like some like older like Oklahoma or Guys and Dolls uh -huh. or something like that, and just make bring in a whole new meaning. Because I'm also a um, trans girl who's into theater and stuff. And just, that would be that note, they did an entire gay version of Oklahoma in Portland, Oregon, Portland Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. And they did a and then they did the one on Broadway, which just meaning didn't work out. I just try to be really gay. So that like, we feel that they could see gay representation. Like I don't see enough lesbians in TV, and I would want to be a lesbian in the public eye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no books about lesbians either. Like, my friend was trying to find them, like none of them. Um, positive so bad. representation. Yeah, positive yeah. representation. So my idea would be of being a pop culture reference. What that would mean for me is sort of just being a person who is able to have. A positive effect on the LGBT community, whatever um, avenue they met that may look like. For my life right now, what it seems to be uh, 
the calling that has seemed to become placed on my life is becoming a civil rights lawyer. I currently go to a school, I'm gonna expose you a bit. Um, with I get my, that vibe from you, yeah, yeah. Thank you, with my friend to the right here, uh, we are in the law program actually at our school, Towson High School, it's called LPP, and Law and Public Policy Program. And uh, really, I would just like to complete that and become a lawyer who preferably is able to litigate cases involving discrimination, uh, which will probably include discrimination of people of LGBTQIA plus um, identity, and that really is what being a pop culture reference looks like to me. Right, that's exactly. Um, well, I'd like to um, make different TV shows and movies and stuff that had um, like different types of um, LGBTQ people. Like, I mean, not only like the different um, identities that people have, but also like within a single identity, like I draw like feminine lesbians and masculine lesbians yeah. and like people in between, people who don't typically seem like lesbians, stuff like that, you know. Imagine that. Because we do half and half and we do we do the extremes. We don't we either do it all the way or we don't do it, you know. Yeah. Yep. We don't do it anyway. So uh, the other way. Like it's interesting. Well thank you guys so much. That was awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, around one. For more information on all those things mentioned, Google it. I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thanks for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.